All right, so I'm going to have to probably make this a quickie podcast, so I'm going to jump right into the Audible thing. AudibleTrial.com slash dopamine, D-O-P-E-A-M-I-N-E. My wife is reading a book by Kathy Reichs, who is the producer and creator of the show Bones. Um, That was on from like 2005 to 2017, and that heavily featured an INTP female character who I think is a social five in the Enneagram and perhaps has some autistic spectrum aspects to her as well. She's very high functioning uh, in the realm of uh, uh, what she specializes in, which is, uh, what is it, anthropology, some version of that. Um, And all of the stories are about little things in her life and the books themselves are a little bit more about uh, sharing the INTP thought process and I think it's really interesting as an INTP to listen to an INTP writer share a thought process that is perhaps similar to your own and I think that's really good for for growth and acceptance to not feel alone in the way that you think and so the the book, The Martian, also stuck out to me as something that really exemplified an inner dialogue, an inner intellectual dialogue, and I think that's uh, something really good as well. So I'll share more as I um, come across, but if you search for Kathy Reichs, R-E-I-C-H-F-S, on Audible, you should find some of her books. Usually it involves bones in the title, so audibletrial.com slash dopamine d-o-p-e-a-m-i-n-e go ahead and check that out and let's get started with the show i'm mo rocca and i'm excited to announce season four of my podcast mobituaries I've got a whole new bunch of stories to share with you about the most fascinating people and things who are no longer with us. From famous figures who died on the very same day to the things I wish would die, like buffets, all that and much more. Listen to Mobituaries with Mo Rocca wherever you get your podcasts. Inspired by the life of the savvy and ambitious Colombian businesswoman Griselda Blanco comes a new Netflix original limited series. Griselda tells the story of a devoted mother who, with her lethal blend of charm and relentless savagery, creates one of the most powerful cartels in history. Witness Sofia Vergara's captivating transformation into the godmother of the underworld. Griselda, now streaming only on Netflix. Making everyone happy on vacation isn't easy, but you know what is? Going to Aruba. All you have to do is walk out your door to find pristine pools, relaxing white sand beaches, and an island teeming with outdoor activities that'll put a smile on any face. You won't just feel great, you'll all feel great, filled with a calmer, more peaceful vibe that radiates Aruba's warmth. And the best part is, it never fades. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your family trip at aruba.com. All right, so like I said, I don't have a lot of time, so I'm just going to jump into it. Today I wanted to talk about trauma and um, specifically the rewards of of introspection, actually. Trauma is part of it. But 
the rewards of introspection. I talked recently on a, on a recent podcast about how to introspect. And in that podcast, I largely talked about how introversion is not the same as introspection. And because you're introverted, you're processing the outside world in your mind through your own subjective process. Anytime there's an introverted process, it's subjective because it's yours. It's filtered through you. And so even if you're an introvert or an extrovert who has the introverted process, because introversion and extroversion is like two sides of the same human experience. If you're an introvert who is using an introverted function, again, you're processing things through your experience. You're connecting the external reality to your internal reality. And it doesn't necessarily mean that you're introspecting. You're not necessarily by default thinking about yourself. You may be thinking about yourself relative to the outside world. Maybe you have insecurities related to the outside world. Maybe there are uh, traumas related to the outside world. Maybe there are uh, challenges, relational things. And so you can be an introvert and very much thinking about those things. Or being an introvert and thinking about the, the world's problems or politics or religion or your relationship to religion or archetypes or... Uh, saving the planet, I don't know, any number of things, or even just reviewing and thinking about your favorite TV show or playing video games and not, and thinking about the strategies in the video games, but maybe not thinking about yourself. You can spend a long time as an introvert thinking about other external experiences processed through your experience. So that's what I mean when I say that introversion is not the same as introspection. And it's just not automatic is really all that I'm saying. And it takes a deliberate focus, a deliberate intention to notice your own behaviors and tendencies and things that you do and to start to see them unfold and simply start by noticing them, not judging them. Because again, when you apply judgment to something you do, that's still relative to the outside world. That's not entirely introspection. It is almost taking the position of the other person judging you, right? From from a very young age, from probably eight years old, when we start to get socialized, when we start to start to fear other people's opinions of us, we can start to operate in the world as if someone's watching us all the time. It's very rare for us to fully feel like we're alone and be alone and be comfortable feeling alone. Like there is a, there, there can be insecurities attached to things that you're doing, even when you're by yourself, because you feel like you're being watched. And so it was really hard to introspect in a way that is removed from the idea of judgment because judgment again is typically an external thing, right? Or relative to an external thing. You're judging yourself about a behavior because you want to better match the external world in some way, shape, or form. So I talk to a lot of INTPs on my YouTube channel and here on the podcast and in person at profiler training events and, and other places where I've talked to INTPs. And typically get this impression that the INTP experience is unfavorable to the outside world, which largely it is. Um, The reason I brought up Kathy Reich's book at the beginning and uh, her work as an INTP, especially her representation on the show Bones by Emily Deschanel, that character 
represents a character that in micro situations is not very well received is can be very um uh, like breaks the rules a lot does whatever she wants to do and and does things on a very automatic automaticity kind of way and a lot of people love that character for that same with like dr house and a lot of very introverted thinking ti type of characters intp or entp type of characters it's very fun to watch on TV, and maybe you have your judgments about those types of people or their ways of thinking, but reality is a very different situation, and either you as an INTP or other INTPs that you've known around you can exhibit behaviors or, or directness or logical lines of thinking that uh, can be very off-putting, and I assure you that INTP at times is aware of how off-putting that is. Like we're aware of the feedback a lot of the times that we're getting uh, or the lack of feedback or negative feedback that we're getting about just the way that we operate and the way that we are. So you as if you're listening and you're an INTP, you know, it's important to, to take it as a moment to introspect, not to self-judge. Because again, self-judgment is going to be based on the outside world. And when you get into that stress point, especially, there's going to be a lot of concern about like, why can't I fit in? Why can't I just get along? I've had plenty of times in my life where I've said like, why can't I just be like everybody else? Why can't I just fit in? And you know, every once in a while, because like, it's hard to stand out. It's hard to, it's hard to constantly feel like you're opposing everyone it's it's hard to constantly feel like no one else is thinking like you are it's hard to feel like everyone else is an idiot or you're the idiot depending on the context right and so it could be very frustrating to feel that way all the time and so introspection you know comes with its rewards as a result of 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 doing that works of of noticing yourself and the rewards are usually some version of a release of of pent up energy you get to flow more through the world and you get to understand not only how you operate but other people how other people start to think so from an introverted thinking perspective in particular the more that you understand your own thought processes and the more that you understand how more things in your your mind make sense to you in a subjective way you can understand how more things make sense to other people in a subjective way. And that comes with the reward of more patience. That comes with the reward of being able to uh, connect and personalize with people a little bit more. And releases all of this pent-up frustration around how people have treated you. Because, of course, they don't understand how you operate. If you understand how you operate and how complex that is, how are they going to get it? Because they're not inside your mind, Right. And so the more that you get to introspect, the more you get to unwind things. And the word trauma is literally meaning the word bound. Uh, you know, you're tr- people, I've heard the words trauma bound being used, but that's redundant. Trauma is bound, binding. And so when I visualize binding, I think of like a steel cable or something that can be wrapped around something. And that cable has two ends to it. There's the end that... Uh, the maybe another person pulls upon and can wrap wrap you around, but then there's the other side that you have access to, and you're able to start to unwind from the other side. And um, 
hopefully you can follow that visual. But what I'm saying is that introspection is your version of choosing to grab the other side of that cable and start to unwind yourself and start to understand all of the little ways that you've, all the little tendencies that you have, maybe the expectations that you have, the ways that you've wrapped yourself around your own identity, or maybe you've gone against your own identity or gone against your own cognitive functioning and wished that you were something else instead of trying to just improve what and how you are. And so unwinding is this release. You get this release of tension. You get to relax your muscles. You get to, you get to play more. You get to uh, operate more freely. You get to, uh, you get to navigate the world in a way that you genuinely want to navigate and stop running up against other reactions to you. And so what I mean by that is that by introspecting and getting to know your own tendencies and reactions, you can notice them, perhaps shift them and change them, or get to know them and then get to know how people react to them and then get to know how to react to people reacting to you and effectively turning, learning to respond, right? Like the root word of responsibility is, is response or responding. And that's really what that is to take more responsibility for your experience to introspect and lead to that idea of taking responsibility for your own experience and be responsive to situations and not react unconsciously. And so when you're not introspecting, you're just reacting unconsciously to the outside world. Someone calls you an idiot and you're like, Hey, screw you, buddy. You're an idiot. And instead you're like, why would they call me an idiot? I'm not an idiot. If I don't think I'm an idiot, then there's got to be something wrong with them, not something wrong, but maybe there's something that they're seeing in me. Maybe there's something that they're remind I'm reminding them of. Um, you know, I don't have to take that on. I don't have to, I know I'm not that because I've introspected. I understand who I am or I understand my own traumas and therefore I'm working on mine and I know they've got theirs and I can respect that and I don't have to deal with any of that. They can let them do their thing. I'm going to do my thing. It's all good, right? And I think that's one of the rewards. It's like a little bit more personal peace, a little bit less reactivity, uh, a little bit more responsiveness, a little bit more control over your life and situations, frankly, and, um, you know, the, the, just being kind of unwound and unbound and release all sorts of pent up energy, releasing any tension you have of trying to hold on to a way of being or a way of life or, or, uh, who you feel like you need to be. Like sometimes, sometimes when we get some sort of subconscious reward for reacting to, getting reactions like we can hold ourselves down because having something to complain about might make us feel like we're vulnerable like being we're we're opening ourselves up to be taken care of you know like that woe is me idea like if i make myself the victim then someone will take care of me or someone else will do it or i don't have to do anything or i don't have to step up I don't have to I don't I don't have to get into flow. I don't have to figure myself out. I don't have to be human. I could just wait until I die. And you know, that's an unconscious tactic that many people take is that the more I could just stay here, stay myself, uh 
keep saying and doing the same things and keep letting people have their reactions to me. And, you know, maybe, maybe even growing and changing can feel like you are proving yourself wrong, right? As if someone had a judgment about you and then you grow. And in a way, if you grow, you're saying that they were right to judge the way that you used to be. And so therefore, if you stay the way that you are, then you're proving them wrong by standing your ground, right? (laughs) Again, that's all relative to the outside world. That's all about another person that has nothing to do with you. And so you're making yourself suffer because of someone else. And that's essentially like what I'm hoping to help get a lot of people away from is by accepting yourself, by introspecting, by understanding your tendencies, by, uh, by healing, by growing, by uh, being willing to be brave to, to stand up or to relax or to go against your natural tendencies, whatever that is defined by whatever system that you can demonstrate that there's a better way in some way, shape, or form. There's a better way for yourself. And if you're trying to ultimately help other people, that's always the best way to do it. You know, the idea of putting the gas mask on yourself first in order to be able to help people. Like, being able to introspect and notice things about yourself and choose different responses. Like, sometimes um, sometimes people are blown away by maturity. Some people are really surprised when you respond in a way they don't expect. And especially if you've had some consistency in their lives and they're used to a response from you and then suddenly you say something in a calm way that they're not expecting, it sort of triggers something in their mind and you kind of, you know, deflect. It's like a reflector. Suddenly you're like, they can't get to you, so the thing that they said just bounces off of you and back to them, <laughs> and suddenly now they have to like think about it or find someone else to deflect it onto, right? Like that's them, that's what they want to do, whatever. But it's not your job to absorb any negative energy that comes your way. It's not your job to absorb judgments and make them your own. Um, you know, it's not your job to make to turn your mental voices into someone else. Because then that just runs your life and you might as well be in the bathroom on your phone surrounded by people staring at you and talking to you and saying all these things in your head. Like that's absurd, right? To visualize that like a whole bunch of people in your house just judging you all the time. Like that's just, that's stupid. No, nobody's around. Don't worry about it. Live your life. Do your thing. Notice if there are things that come up where you're like, oh, that's something I'm judging myself on. Why would I judge myself on that? Why does that really matter? Um, And all of that stuff. So that's the basic idea. And um, this might be something I do a follow-up on as I get a little bit more organized on it, but that's really the main idea is to think about the rewards of introspecting. And if you've not done a lot of introspecting in your life, you know, there's no better time to start than now and that there is a benefit of it introspecting again is not just about 
self-criticism or it, it isn't about self-criticism at all. It's just noticing so that you can truly be in control. All right, I have to rest for a few minutes before the kids come back and I got to make food and do all sorts of uh, Susie homemaker type stuff. <laughs> uh, but I appreciate you so much for listening. Uh, please subscribe to the podcast, leave a rating and review wherever you are listening to this. If you are an Apple podcast, that would be really helpful as well. That really helps to spread the distribution of this podcast, have more people listen to it. If this is something you enjoy, there are more people like you in the world who are looking for podcasts like this to be able to enjoy. So please share it with them, leave a rating and review, like, subscribe, all that fun stuff. We have, if you're an INTP, we have a couple of courses on our pot, on our website at dopamine.teachable.com. There's one called Cosmic Calibration, all about maximizing your introverted thinking to eventually awaken your intuition. There is the INTP Productivity Master Quest all about improving your output, bringing your ideas into the world, how to actually use deadlines to your advantage and to create the air cover for you to have the thinking space that you need to do your best work. And there's also the INTP Empowerment Guide, which is really about getting you out of a rut in general, improving your relationships, improving your cognitive functions. Really, it's a path of acceptance. That's really the what the INTP Empowerment Guide is all about. So if you really were intrigued by this particular episode, I think the INTP Empowerment Guide might be the thing for you to check out next. Um, we've also got plenty of videos and podcasts uh, available on the podcast feed here and on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash dopamine TV, if you want to subscribe to the YouTube channel and check out all the videos we have there related to um, figuring out your personality type as an INTP. We've got all sorts of mental health and INTP related stuff. There's a ton of things for you to go through. And if you start to rabbit hole through some of the content that helps the algorithm for us as well. So give me feedback. Let me know if you have any questions or if there's any topics you'd like me to cover on future episodes. And with all of that said, I appreciate you so very much. And I'll talk to you on the next episode of dopamine. See ya. This has been a C-Note Media production.